Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20, takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh, we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He... Uh, He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything to what me, made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of On The Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, current professional hockey goaltender, Joe Merdaka. Joe just finished his third year of professional hockey, playing for a few teams in the East Coast Hockey League, majority of them with the Atlanta Gladiators, as well as getting his first two AHL wins with the Abbotsford Canucks in the American Hockey League. Joe has worked his way up from the Federal Prospects Hockey League all the way up to the American Hockey League so far in his career. Joe plays junior hockey days in the GOJHL, the OHL, OJHL, and the QMJHL while being OHL champion, QMJHL champion, and a CHL Memorial Cup champion throughout that span before turning pro. So it's going to be a really fun episode. So welcome to the show, Joe Merdaka. Hey, guys. What's going on? Going, going, for, uh, going good. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Everything's going good with me. How's everything with you? Everything's great, man. Just got back from a little vacation. Um, all is well. Good little reset, but now it's uh, time to dive back into training. So, yeah, full force uh, this last week. I've been on the ice every day, um, workouts in the morning, and this I uh, got this new job. I do goalie. I teach goalies to, uh, goalie lessons as well now too. So, yeah, that, that's awesome. But uh, start things off like how how was your trip? You went backpacking overseas. So, like how was that? Yeah, yeah, that was great. You know, it's just uh, with being on uh, five different ECHL teams this year, you know, it's uh, it was a lot on the mind. Uh, it was really, really stressful. But, you know, at the end of the day, I got a, I got a job in Atlanta. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, to take some time to reset, you know, um, regroup, think about what, what you need to do for the future. And that was a good little, uh, good little reset for me. Yeah, absolutely. And like you had all those like sick views, a 3 a.m. hike, like we were talking about earlier, like that. Yeah. Those, those are like yeah, the, yeah, the hikes. You want. Yeah, exactly. I woke up at uh, 2.30 in the morning one uh, one night and um, it's about a two hour hike uh, called Mount uh, Budur. 
uh, it's an active volcano actually. So when you're up there, there's a bunch of steam and stuff coming out. And uh, we got up there, it was a two hour hike, 5 a.m. And then you stay up there, you watch the sunrise, you know, get some coffee. And honestly, probably one of the hardest hikes I've done because it's almost 90 degrees all the way up and you're just hiking on volcano rock. So uh, a lot of loose rock, loose gravel. But other than that, it was pretty good, man. Uh, probably sweating buckets with it being 90 degrees up there too. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh man, they... um. I mean, up top, like it was freezing up top because you were so high in the elevation. Um, but like on the way up, man, like we were sweating buckets. Like, you know, we had these sweaters that we had and, and we had to take them off because it was so hot on the way up because it's it's like near the equator, right? Over there in Thailand. So yeah. it's a lot hotter uh, throughout the season. So it was like, yeah, I want to say maybe 90, 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, and you're thinking like I sweat off like probably five to ten pounds even more. Yeah, and man. On the I ice, lost... and then you're then you're doing the same thing hiking. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I lost a good 10, 15 pounds over there. Um, I mean the food was amazing. Uh, you know, I tried to get up and go on a run every day, and going on the run in the morning and it being so hot out, you tend to sweat a lot more, right? So yeah, you kind of lose that excess fat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like that's and then like it gets you it gets you back in shape a little bit too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I came back and I was surprised on how my, how my body was reacting. Cause uh, I play on this pro league uh, out in um, Hamilton in, uh, Niagara, well, up in Canada here. And um, I was surprised on how, how well I was, I was playing. So. Yeah, exactly. And like, you've been, you've been back training, like getting on the ice every day. So like, how's yeah. that going? Yeah. Like uh, started training with my goalie coach in Stony Creek. It's the same area. Hamilton His uh, Nick Granger is his name. He's like the goalie coach for the Hamilton Bulldogs of the OHL. And then he runs his own, um, his own school down in uh, the, the town beside uh, Hamilton. So yeah, that's four times a week right now. And then with a the game and then um, just started back out with my trainer at uh, White Oaks. He's like the, uh, the trainer, the Niagara ice dog. So you got a good little group of uh, people down here to kind of set you up for success. Yeah, a good, a good little group to push you to the yeah. to the limits when you're uh, training for the season. Just to yeah. just uh, like have that support group too is always always good to have. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, man. Yeah. So uh, to start things off, can you give like our viewers like a little background information on yourself, like when you started playing hockey, why you started, like what youth hockey was like for you growing up in Niagara Falls? Yeah. So. Um... Basically, I started when I was learned how to skate when I was three, four years old. Um, you know, I was always like playing mini sticks when I was a kid and pretending to make big saves. You know, I was always that kid, you know, coming yeah. over the windmill. Um, yeah, the windmill, you know it. And um, well, basically one day. So I started out as a player. I skated once. Um, I was, uh, I was, you know, just playing and, and then uh, I wasn't as fast. I mean, I don't remember this, but from what my parents said is that I didn't think I was as fast as the other kids. And they, um, they bought me like a little like street hockey, like little pretend goalie set. So one of the coaches was like, ah, oh, we need a goalie for the net tomorrow. And I said, oh, like I'll play, let's go. And well, I got a shutout. Like I didn't let in a goal the first game. And that was that man. I never left the net since. And, you know, um, my dad built a, uh, a rink in the backyard. That's how I learned, learned how to skate. Um, my mom's dad did it for her when she was a kid because my dad's Italian. So he's not, he doesn't really have any hockey background. Um, nobody does in my family, but you know, being Canadian and it being so cold up here during the winter time, you're able to, to do that. So yeah, I learned uh, in my backyard how to skate and, you know, it just translated into like tyke and, and then playing in net. And then, yeah, I was fortunate to be, I was a taller kid. Right. So I took a couple, 
a lot more than that. And yeah, I mean, uh, never came out ever since. Yeah, that that's awesome. Especially like when you're uh, like I've done I've done the same thing, like playing mini six. Like you make the the biggest yeah, saves, yeah. and like you think you're 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 hot shit and everything, and it's just like you're yeah. just having fun out there making big windmill saves, windmill Wednesdays, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> windmill Wednesdays. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what that's what it was when I was a kid. You know, I was just. I like being the savior. I liked, you know, making the big saves and, you know, like stealing games from my teams. And I mean, growing up in Niagara Falls, like we always, uh, we didn't have the the best team, you know, like um, we always struggled and, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of bad because we were losing. We'd go like six and 26, like we wouldn't never win 10 games. So it was kind of frustrating, right? Cause you get scored on a lot more, but um, other than that, like, being in Niagara Falls like there's so much there's so many people here to help you like goalie coaches you know different sets of ice and so it did set me up for success they did have a good minor program yeah and I feel like as you get older too like I've had the same experiences you lose a bunch of games but like as you get older like you you like understand like that's what it takes to develop and like just get the repetitions especially like when you're facing when you're getting peppered with shots like it's just repetitions and then everything and then once in a while like everything's going to come together and it's going to come full circle and you're going to you're going to get some wins yeah exactly and uh, you you hit a spot on man that's exactly what happened um one year i don't know if it was minor bantam or major bantam one of the years and uh we got a lot of players from um there was a lot of conflict with one of the other teams and a bunch of the guys another came over from southern tier like welland area was like um, another program there so they came over to our team and we actually went to like the the provincial championship like we've never done that before in our lives and you know it was just one of those years that clicked you know i was stopping everything we were scoring goals and um you know once you you know when you play more obviously you feel better you feel sharper you're stopping the puck a lot more so that year i played a lot and um yeah, man, I was stopping everything. We went to the, we didn't make it to the finals, but we, we won the bronze medal game. And uh, that was pretty, pretty spectacular for Niagara Falls because they've never really had a team that's gone that far and won at all. So good for the organization and um, good for, for the hometown hockey. Yeah, for sure. So do you prefer seeing a lot of shots in a game or do you prefer like maybe like 15 to 20 shots or like compare like 40 to 45? No, I'd rather see a lot of shots. Um, I mean, Whenever I get like a good, I don't know, five or seven shots in the first uh, first ten minutes of the game, I'm always, I always seem to have better games. I don't know, maybe because I'm locked in a, a bit more, but maybe I'm seeing the puck. Like, but you know, I, I'm a I'm a better goalie when I'm seeing a lot of pucks. You know, I'm always active. I'm not just sitting around and you know. So uh, I like the the forty shot games for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I face a lot of forty plus shot nights, and it's like it keep it gets you dialed in right away, and like you don't yeah, have any time sure. to just relax. And then, like when you do face like fifteen shots, like you may be like get a little like like I want to say tired, but yeah. like not as. But dialed yeah, you in. get out of it like you're not in the game, right? Like you're, I don't know, like it's 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 a mental game too, right? Half of it yeah. is mental and, and being focused and being ready. Um, but like I like I said before, like it's it's all about uh like how you feel in a game are you positioning good like what are you what are you doing to to make yourself set you up for the next save you know so i mean the more shots you get obviously you get dialed in but i mean you can like you can have 20 shot games and be just as good yeah exactly it's all about you getting dialed in like how how good you're seeing shots you how how good you feel as well yeah 
Exactly. Because I've had a lot, like when I first started in uh, the SBHL, I had a lot of 20, 25 shot games. Um, but I mean, I was getting shut out. So um, you can't, you can't complain with, with those kind of games. Right. So, and hats off to the defense too, right. The, the defense has a huge role in, in, in playing that. Yeah, exactly. And so like, what was like your, some of your finest memories growing up playing the game you love and especially like in the youth, youth hockey days? Yeah. I mean, um, touched on it a bit before, but definitely winning that bronze medal. Um, never really won anything before that. So, you know, it felt good. I think that's what kind of got me going even more was the winning side of things, you know, it's addicting and everybody loves winning and everybody hates yeah. losing. So um, that was, that was huge. And then I actually played uh, my minor midget year. Well, my, my major Bantam year, I played up with the, I'm a 98 born. Um, so I played a, a minor major for two years. My Like it was two years of draft. Um, I played with a 97 age group and, um, you know, I just, I thought I was, I, I was good enough. You know, I wanted the experience. I wanted to be ready for the draft the next year. And um, I mean, it didn't go, we like playing for Niagara Falls, right. We didn't have the best team and especially that age group as well. I think we had six wins the entire year. We went like six and something or whatever, but I had five of those wins. So, I mean, I was doing something right. And uh, you know, just trying to, to steal a game or two here and there and, you know, it put me on the radar um yeah. you know scouts saw me a, a year before okay they'll give this guy another year to develop and then um playing for the the Hamilton Bulldogs my, my my draft year um great organization you know like it was so I just had a coach we had a coach back here that um wasn't really good he was you know he didn't treat, treat the players right I had him when I was like super young and when I was super young he gave, just had a bad experiences with him so you know, I wanted to win and I wanted to give myself the best opportunity to get drafted and to play in the OHL. So I got a couple of releases from the, from the teams around the area and went and played for Hamilton. And um, yeah, man, we were the second ranked team in all of Ontario that year. And um, we won, I don't know, maybe five or six tournaments and, you know, just a great overall team. We had the most guys drafted out of any, uh, any team in, in that year. We had 14 of our 16 guys drafted and, um, we unfortunately we didn't we didn't win at all we didn't win we lost in the quarters of the the gold cup ohl gold cup but you know those memories are what's going to last me forever right the friends yeah. you make like i'm still friends with them we still play against each other so those days are probably the good days i mean i wasn't uh always a winner um i did lose a lot when i was young i don't think i had a winning year since that year that we won the bronze right so yeah um that was nice but Besides that, yeah, man, Hamilton was probably the, the best time. Yeah, so like you've been saying with Hamilton, like you came up from AAA before going on to juniors and yeah. having, a, having a hell of a hell of a junior career. And then you just you just go through, like, the ranks and, like, develop from AAA to juniors. Like, what was it like to develop from AAA and then get your first shot in juniors? Yeah, so I was, uh, I was pretty fortunate enough. I got to play my hometown junior team. The, the junior B Canucks here and um, I used to go Frank Peter Angelo I don't know if you ever heard of him but yeah, goalie, for the, goalie that used to play for Pittsburgh um, uh, knew what he was doing knew what he was talking about uh, he was the head coach of the team but he's like a goalie right so he knows what yeah. he was doing so 
Um, I was fortunate enough my first year, he gave me like 22, 24 starts or something. And honestly, that was so crucial to developing and, and, and understanding the pace of the game. So, I mean, um, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would have had the, my junior career that I did. I mean, I was a suitcase, right? <laughs> kind of went over all over the place, you know, just trying to find lands to stick. And um, I didn't really notice, you know, like I always played off uh, athleticism. You know, I'm a really athletic guy. I played a bunch of different sports, football, basketball, soccer, you name it. I'll, uh, I'll travel all like highest level, but as you get older and you play junior, you have to, you have to keep up your body. You know, you gotta be, keep, yeah. you gotta be working out. And, you know, that's something I wasn't really doing early in my junior days. And I was just playing off my athleticism. And, um, you know, I learned that my second, third year before I went to Erie. And I think that's what set me up for success is the, the working out and then taking your game to a, an extra level. Right stretching, um, you know, lifting weights, whatever you have to do um, to get yourself ready. And and I noticed that it was more off ice things than it was uh, on ice that I needed to do. And, um, but yeah, playing in Niagara Falls, it just gave me an opportunity, right? You don't usually, yeah. a rookie 16 year old, his first year junior doesn't usually get 24 games, you know, but because I knew Frank uh, as a coach and as a person, you know, he gave, he gave me a shot and an opportunity and, yeah, we, we went with it. And, you know, I didn't think I had the best stats that year, but um, it was crucial for my development. Yeah, and sometimes that's all you need is a, a shot or an opportunity to, yeah. to prove that you belong there. And, like, to have that, like, confidence as well. Like, how big did confidence play in, a, in as a factor, especially, like, first yeah. year genius, when you're playing 24 games? Yeah, confidence is, uh, is, is massive, man, because when you feel like you're behind the puck or you're fighting the puck, you know, you're scared and – you tend to let in a lot more goals than you'd like. And when you're confident, right? Like you play a lot of games, you start feeling the puck, you're, you know, you're doing things, you're, you're consistent. Right. Um, and that trans, that's how I got, uh, I got drafted to Saginaw. Um, but the, the Mississauga GM was out scouting our games for one of the couple prospects that, that we had. And he saw me play and he's like, all right, I'm going to trade for this guy. Like Saginaw's not using them. And so, I mean, um, you know him giving me that opportunity to play opened up other doors because you never know who's watching right so yeah, yeah. I was like thankful that the, the Mississauga GM was was watching me right and he liked me and so they made a trade and um, that's when the development really started to kick in because I had a goalie coach right all like yeah. throughout the whole year I mean junior B like I, I, like he was a goalie coach but like he was also our coach right so he wasn't really focused on, on goalie things um, so when I went to Mississauga, he, we had a goalie coach skate Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, you know, you're going over film, you're going over uh, little things that you have to critique in your game, rotations, you know, different stances you have to be in. So that's what kind of took me to the next level was being in Mississauga. And then um, going from, from Mississauga to Erie is when I really was feeling it. I had, I think one of the best coaches I've ever had was Chris Knobloch. Um, you know, very, very strict old style guy, you know, but he knew how to, uh, he knew how to coach a team and he knew how to make guys their best and he brought the best out of me and that's how I was able to succeed. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Especially like where it goes from like the beginning to like where it ends and like even in the middle, like it's just awesome to see where, where like everything takes off and like develops, develops you even yeah. further and like makes you like a lot more confident going into the next season. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, you keep building confidence, you keep getting motivated and it just translates, translates into, into new things. So, 
Yeah, exactly. So, like, what do you think was the hardest part about transitioning from, like, AAA to going over to juniors? Um, probably the shots and the speed of players, for sure, you know, because AAA, you're playing against guys your, your own age, and then yeah. as soon as you go to juniors, you're playing against guys four or five years older than you. Um, so they have that development. They have that speed. So I would say, like, the, the pace of play probably the the hardest for me to try to get I'm a bigger goalie so I didn't have the best skating I was a little lot slower I mean I'm a lot better now but um, back then you know I just I, I was a slower skated goalie so you know I didn't have that opportunity to, to get better in junior B at least but yeah transitioning from AAA to, to junior um, I would say the pace of play and the shot shot speed because you're used to you know, mediocre, like pretty good shots, but then you got yeah. guys, you know, going back door and, you know, cross, you know, tic-tac-toeing and it's, it's different for a goalie, right? Yeah, exactly. So then the following year you go into, you go into the goge before going to the O. So like, yeah, what was crucial for you to go back and develop in the goge before like taking that big step to the OHL? Yeah, man, it was, uh, it, it was crucial for my development. I mean, we had a, um, you know, I got my first year out of junior out of the way, um, you know, had a great year or had a great summer of training and fortunate we had a, a really good team in Niagara Falls. A couple guys came down from junior A uh, to play. And, um, you know, like I said, that was what I was talking about the Mississauga coach. I had a really good game. I think I, we beat Caledonia, which is like, they won like three championships in a row. Nobody ever beats them. They maybe lose two, three games all year. And, you know, I had uh, 50, 54 shots on net. You know, we won four, three in overtime, 54, 51. I, I stopped. So um, that was the game that kind of changed, changed the, my outlook or my, yeah, my outlook on, or people's outlook on me, right? They're like, okay, this kid can yeah. play, you know, let's give him a chance. So, um, yeah, that was probably uh, crucial for then for now is just having that first year, you know, because if I don't have that first year, I don't develop yeah. the way I did, you know, I don't, maybe who knows if I have a different coach, I probably don't play as much. So, you know, everything, everything happens for a reason and, you know, that's the way you got to look at it. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So do you think like all those factors like really helped you in like pushing yourself to get to the next level and just be able to just keep progressing and moving on to the next level after that? Yeah. It just kept, uh, you know, it becomes habit after you know um you do the same things you do the same routine yeah. same practices same workouts right and things just progressively grow um so you know if i don't have the year that i did that first year then who knows what what could have happened right yeah exactly 24 so, games. Yeah. yeah 24 games in a season it's, it's a lot it's a lot of games right especially yeah. for for a guy like a, a rookie right so yeah, and like it just goes to prove that like if you if you work hard, like anything can happen. Like you just you play twenty four games that first year, and you uh look you didn't look back after that. No, 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 I did not, man. I just I just kind of took opportunities and uh, and ran with it. Yeah, that that's awesome. So then in 2016-17, you win an OHL championship. So like, what was that run like throughout the playoffs? Yeah. that led you guys to winning a championship. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, no, you can. Uh, so. That year, uh, that year was kind of a crazy year. Um, I, uh, I was started with Mississauga. And the year before that, they're like, hey, like, we don't have a starter right now. We want to bring you in. We want you to start. 
um, we want you to have a good summer. Come skate with us in Mississauga. I'm like, yeah, great. Sure. You know, I worked my balls off that summer, you know, I uh, went to Mississauga to skate with the, the assistant and the head coach and um, training camp. Uh, well, they drafted a guy early second round that year, that April. So I was like, okay, like, you know, they're probably going to bring this guy in, maybe sit him behind me. You know, it's my third year junior. It's, it's my shot, my chance. And, um, Right two days before camp, they traded for an overager, and uh, I kind of got pushed out to like the backup role. And um, I didn't have the best camp, I guess. You know, they didn't. Um, you know, I let in some goals that I would like to have back, and then I got pushed down to the third goalie. They didn't really give me a, a game or an opportunity, so um, they sent me down to Trenton. I was like, listen, like I'm. I know I can play. I know I'm good enough. Like so, I was just talking to my agent and. Um, I got a break and the goalie that was there, he was, um, he was a really good goalie, got called up to the U18 Canada team. So they needed a guy. So I got in and um, long story short, uh, we played Erie and my other partner started and he got pulled. We were losing seven one. So they put me in for the third and I had 21 of 21 saves. So I stopped all 21 and their GM was in the crowd watching. So my agent and their GM knew each other and they said, listen, like, we'd like to bring this guy in. And they didn't give me the next start. We had a three and three. They didn't give me the next start the next day. We lost again. So then they gave me the Sunday start and uh, one again, three, two and OT. So like I had like a nine, nine fifty save percentage and like, uh, like a one goals against average in two games. So Erie was looking to pick up a goalie and I played seven games in Trenton in the OJHL and then it got traded over to Erie. And then, you know, um, nothing but good things happened then. I mean, uh, um, same thing. Coach gave me an opportunity. You know, I played well. Um, I wasn't in the starter there. You know, I had to work, work in that position. But, I mean, my goalie partner, Troy uh, Timpano, um, unfortunately, he had uh, – he got sick. He got super sick. And, you know, he had to get his stomach pumped. And he lost, lost a bunch of uh, weight. So, I mean, I was the only guy there, right? Um, yeah. so I started 12 games in a row in Erie and, uh, won all 12, got the, the new franchise record for the most consecutive wins as a goalie. And then that's where it kind of took off. Like, uh, I was, you know, I was playing out of my mind, man. Like I've never felt this good. You had, I had this great coach, you know, he's pushing me every day in practice, you know, he's making you stay on to the very last second and it translate transition to the game. Right. So, um, he uh yeah and then playoff he came my goalie partner came back and they gave him an opportunity again and we swept we had we had a powerhouse team man like like the Erie Otters that year we had like I don't know six or seven guys are in the NHL right now and like that first line first deep pairing they're all in the NHL yeah. so I mean I had a great team in front of me but um you know I think it's the coaching and the, and the kind of systems that Erie had in place that set you up for success so um yeah, I got a couple more games in the playoffs. Uh, my goalie partner let in three goals in a minute in one game. So the Yankton put me in. I played well. Lost the next game. Same thing happened in game seven of the second round. Three goals in a minute. So they put me in again. And we came back and won 4-3 in OT. And, you know, got the conference final start. Uh, it was 1-6-1. And then played game two and we lost 4-3. And I don't know the coaches. I, I, I don't know why, what their, what their thinking was or why they, they thought that, that I didn't deserve to play. But they put the other guy back in and I didn't get a game for the rest of the playoffs. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy for the experience. I'm humbled that we won. You know, I would have liked to get that Memorial Cup. But 
everything happened for a reason and you know i come back the year after that and get it so yeah so you go from a starting role to a backup to a third strings and then starting again and then another and then a backup role so like how do you go through like all those ups and downs and like just trying to be a good teammate like what do you work at for practices as well and just especially since you go from starting to a third string really quick yeah and like obviously like you go from starting and the starter does a lot less than than what you know the backup or the third does right because you got to stay on the ice taking yeah. pucks like you know you got to earn that that right to to take a break and to get off the ice right a little early so you know i think that's what's keeping me going is is the extra shots and and the extra things that are making me better i mean it's tough man like you're always being back like you know but like you just like this is a game we love like well i love at least and you know yeah. i've been doing it ever since i've been a kid so i mean i don't really have anything that i'm looking like i have backup plans and stuff that i think i can do right but for right now i'm young and i want to play for as long as i can and that's going to push me so you know and then you just see you see uh, you see improvements you know like like nobody really gave me a chance uh, out of junior um like you said i started in the fphl and I had some connections in Knoxville and uh, he said as soon as the goalie went down or he needed a goalie, he'd call me in two weeks. I was in Elmira for two weeks and yeah, just things just happen the way that you want them to happen, man. Yeah, exactly. If things are going to fall in place, they're going to fall in place at the, at the yeah. right time. Yeah, exactly. You know, you just got to gotta have that head, you know, you got to stay motivated. You can't, can't let things put you down and, you know, as, as tough as it is mentally, you know, you just got to keep pushing forward. Yeah, exactly. So then the following year, you take another huge step and go into the Quebec, Quebec Major Junior League with the, with the Titans. You're picking up a 12-4-2 record. So, like, what do you have to learn throughout your career up to this point that, like, continue to help you drive to keep moving up the ranks and playing uh, in a major junior league? Yeah, you know, um, uh, Erie was looking to, to rebuild. Um, you know, they, they – they wanted their other starter back. And I said, Hey, listen, got a call from out in the queue. And they said, we're going on a run. We need a goalie. I said, yeah, I, I mean, I would love to live out East. So I went out there and um, you know, it's the same thing. Great, great program, great organization. They set you up for success, you know, great coaches, great goalie coach. I had one of the best goalie coaches out there that I've had ever. His name is Dave Kennedy. Um, you know, it just connects with the players a, a lot, a lot better than some other guys, right? A lot of guys are technical, you know, they get mad when you don't do things right. But this guy was, uh, this guy was uh, A1, and uh, it honestly helped a lot to, to have a goalie coach that supports you and, and to have your back when you're not really from the area, you know? Like, I was 16 hours away from home, never really lived that far away. Yeah. Um, so it was tough, but, you know, um, you know, you just keep – I was fortunate, right? I had these great teams in front of me that are playing to, to help me succeed, and when you have the teams in front of you, you're more confident, you know, that these guys are going to make plays that some other guys may not be able to, so – um, yeah, it's all about just keep grinding, man. Just keep working and, you know, trying to get, trying to get better at something every day, you know, whether it's skating, whether it's your reverse, whether it's positioning, you know, whether it's rebound control, you know, you just got to try to try to get a little bit better at something every day. And that'll transition you to, to be better overall. Yeah. I love, I love that mindset, especially like you go into practice and like work on have at least like one thing to get better at and then like do it and, like yeah. just get that 1% better like every day. That's yeah, that's my motto, man. If you can do 1% every day, you know, um at the end of the year it's like 365%. Yeah. So hopefully you've uh you've uh you've done something to to improve yourself, right? So 
Yeah, exactly. And so you went, you went, um, you win a Mem Cup and a QMJHL championship that year. So like, what was that year like for you? And just having, having those championships as a, uh, as some success. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really get any games that year. We traded for like in the playoffs, we traded for a draft pick. He was drafted to uh, St. Louis, Evan Fitzpatrick, great goalie partner. Um, he was awesome. We're still friends. Um, you know, we played against each other this year. Um, but he, uh, he, you know, being drafted to, to a team, you kind of get have that extra, uh, extra length or whatever. Right. So, you know, uh, he came over and he didn't start well, but, uh, you know, so I was playing and then St. Louis brought their goalie coach down and I don't know, something clicked for him. And after that, so, you know, he, he just played the rest, he played all the playoffs and, you know, rightfully so he was, he was the man, you know, he was making saves, crazy saves. And honestly, just, uh, I dealt with it the year before. So I know how to be a backup. I know how to support, you know, uh, I know how to go in at any time when I'm called, right. It's just, uh, it's honestly repetitions and just, you know, experiencing it. Right. So, um, unfortunately I didn't play that year, but you know, what a hell of a ride it was, you know, I made some friends that'll last a lifetime and, um, you know, teammates that, that I've never really had before that are like that. Right. So, um, it's different being out there cause you got French guys and then you got English guys. Right. So, um, there tend to be two groups, but, you know, during the season, uh, we found a way to, to connect as one. And I think that's what really transitioned to us winning. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's super important as well, especially just like when Evan Fitzpatrick comes in and you just you get that backup role again. But like how to like support because like the the support from like goalie partners is essential and yeah. like both goalie success and you just got to have that have that mentality. Yeah, you have to, uh, yeah can, just to can do whatever be, they can to win. Yeah, there can never be like hatred or you know it, it's a competition. You guys are pushing each other, yeah. but like at the end of the day, whoever's gonna play is gonna play. And um, having a connection with your goalie partner is crucial for a team success, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we got together, we, we, were, we got along really well. And, you know, there was nothing really to argue about. We were always working each other, helping each other out. So that's what it should be like. So that's what made it made it a lot easier for me um, to be supportive, you know, and to, because of how good of a guy he was. Yeah, exactly. So then after your last year of juniors, you begin uh, your quest to play pro hockey where you were able to sign with the Elmira enforcers of the Federal Prospects League. So like, what was the process like to sign in Elmira? Yeah, so I mean, um, I was trying to sign in Knoxville in the SPHL. My uh, agent knew the coach there, but he already had two goalies from uh, from the year before that he was bringing in. So he said, listen, I don't have room for you right now, but if somebody goes down, you'll be the first guy I call and so he's like, I know this coach in Elmira, go there, um, play there, and uh, we'll see what happens. So, yeah, I went there, and, you know, I made the team, and coach loved me. He's like, yeah, we're going to play a first weekend. And, man, uh, that league is, is definitely something because all I, I, we played the, the – they played each other in the, the finals the year before. I was Elmira in Carolina. And the first, like, face-off, you guys drop the gloves. It's a fighting league, right? So – you know, I think it was the longest game I've ever played because there's just so many fights. There's so much tension from the year before. And uh, I had 45 shots on net or whatever. And um, we lost uh, two nothing. I uh, had like one goal. Uh, like they scored an empty net. And I was like 40, 43 uh, saves on 44 shots. And um, played the next game the next weekend. Had another 45 shots. So like my save percentage was crazy again, right? And then one of the 
one of the goalies in um, Knoxville got a concussion. So coach called me up and uh, he was like, Hey, listen, like we need you. You want to come up? And I said, yeah, sure. Didn't play me for the first weekend. And then um, I knew I was like, you know, I felt like confident, you know, like I was kind of ahead of a play, like, yeah, it's the SP is a good league, but you know, like playing in, in the OHL and in junior, it's a lot, it's a lot faster. Right. So, so um, my first game in the, in the SPHL, I had a, a 47 save shutout. Um, so we won two nothing. And then, you know, when you, when you kind of give a, when you kind of give a, a start like that, then the coach is like, okay, this kid can play, you know, you don't really get 47 save shutouts, especially in that league. Yeah. Right. So then, yeah, he started me the next, next game, the, the next weekend. And then I got another, and I got a shutout again, man. I got a 32 save shutout the, the next weekend after that back-to-back nights. And like, that's never happened to me like ever, man. Like I've never gotten back-to-back shutouts, you know, like it's just never happened. Uh, I started to be the next night. We won one, four, three in OT. Um, so he just kept riding with me and um, played the next weekend. And then I got another shutout, my fourth game, man. So I had like three shutouts in, in uh, my first four games on, um, my first four games and like that, that's what I felt like was pro, you know, a bunch of the, the FPHL is just a bunch of guys running around, you know, just, you know, hitting and the SP had a more sense of systems and there was more pro. Right. So yeah, I started my first, like, I think I was like nine Oh and one in my first like 10 SP games. And then, um, you know, when, when you do that in the SPHL, obviously coast teams see that. And yeah. I got, uh, I got a call up to Adirondack and, um, played they had no goalie there so I was the only goalie there so I played played Friday Saturday um you know I uh, I had a really good game you know I was feeling myself uh it was a lot different though you know it was faster it was more crisp like some of these guys are NHL draft picks right like it's 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 legit hockey in this league so you know I was kind of I felt like a little a little slower a little behind but um we lost of course uh we lost in shootout so I played in Adirondack the first night. It was 3-3. Um, five shooters. Led, my team didn't score all five shots. They scored on the last shot. It was like a deep guy burned me. Anyways, next night, same thing happens. OT, go to shootout. We they score, we don't score any. They score one. So like I was proud of myself though, you know, because um I was going against these guys that were drafted, you know, like I was so upset and I was so like sad that I was starting in the FPHL, you know, like I never heard of this league before. Like I, I heard it was a goon league. Like I didn't want any part of it, but honestly, so happy that I, I did do it because, you know, look where like I was able to make it to the AHL this year, man. And like, yeah. you know, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't happen unless that those experiences and you learn from those experiences. Right. So yeah and like you get those you get those experiences and like it just helps you grow especially like when you first start and like just get that foot in the door and then like look at where you had you had three shutouts and four games in the SB and like you go up to the ECHL so it's all about like the process and like the experience that you get that you gain from those experiences exactly man it's all about yeah the process of those experiences and um yeah, eventually Adirondacks goalies came back and I got sent back down in Knoxville. But, you know, I, I had a, a 16, I was like 16, eight and something that year. And, um, you know, it just leads to success. And that was the year COVID hit, unfortunately. Um, 
and I think we would have won that year if, if we if we went all the way you know I was feeling like I was feeling great I was feeling the best I've ever felt and my team was feeling good and then yeah COVID shut everything down um but then I was fortunate enough to because they're half the league and half the like the coast right they didn't yeah. all the teams didn't play so I was fortunate enough to actually get a spot in Knoxville um but I got COVID uh like the first first week I was there so I was out for 10 days and and I, I came back and um I uh, I hurt my I hurt my knee like one of the first couple practices back so that's why I was only I only had uh four games that year so hurt my knee pretty bad and took the rest of the year off just to, to rehab it and, and to get better um and then yeah man just was ready for for this year this this past recent year here yeah those are those are some great so some experiences to experience and then have to grow from those especially like when you get hit with with COVID and then you get hit with a knee injury and you just got to battle back and do whatever you can to rehab and yeah. feel better for the next season. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, it was a good, like, you know, I wasn't in the, the second year, you know, with COVID, I wasn't really in the right mindset. I mean, there was just so many things going on and, you know, not being able to train at the gyms because everything's closed and, yeah. you know, you can only do so much when you're at home. Right. So, um, that was a kind of tough mentally, but, you know, I, it was good to like, kind of take that year off and, you know, mentally regroup and, and figure out what I need to do to succeed. So. Yeah, exactly. So like throughout like those first two years of pro hockey, like what are some of the things that you learned that like really helped you like take that next step, especially this season? Yeah. Like, um, honestly, it's attitude. There's a lot of attitude, a lot of mindset, you know, keeping your cool. I'm, a, I'm, kind of a, I'm a hot-headed guy you know um, I like to win I, I hate losing I hate when guys aren't giving it their all so you know I'm not afraid to you know tell somebody like hey let's go pick it up like like if you're not out here trying like then why are you out here you know like this is our like it's a job for us right like we're making like this is our careers like if you're not putting your full invested time into it then like what are you doing here yeah. um, that's just my mindset you know I want to win I want to win every practice I want to stop every shot um, so like towards along the way you know you kind of you kind of have to keep your head cool right you gotta you kind of keep keep your head down you know you don't want to make make any wrong friends or you know like make any enemies so um these last couple of years has really taught me to kind of keep my mouth shut uh, um you know just just control the controllables you know do what you what you can do and um that's all you can that's all you can hope for right because yeah. you know there's going to be times where the defense gives the puck away you know there's going to be times where bad goals happen right like you just gotta find a way to 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 get past it so a lot of it has to do with attitude and then honestly man the training the off ice stuff you got to be working out every day to to be in the shape that you need to be in right so yeah. um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of success in the echl with with being in a, an affiliation because they set you up for you know they give you workouts and you know the different proteins you have to have and vitamins and so that's what these last couple of years has, has taught me is to is to really keep your head down and just you know work work your hardest and figure out what you need to do to be better yeah exactly and that's you just got to keep working hard and like trust and trust in the process because like if you don't trust the process that's when like you start to plateau if you trust the process and like everything that you're doing like it's just going to help your game in the end it's going to help you like stay confident as well because if you're putting the work in the gym you're gonna that's going to translate onto the ice because you know you're exactly. putting in the work 
And that's what I noticed, you know, I, I really took uh, the training to the next level last summer and I noticed a difference in my game. You know, I felt a step faster, you know, I felt like, you know, I could do some things that I normally, I was making saves that I normally don't make, you know? So yeah, man, uh, the, the gym aspect is, is, is huge is a crucial way to, to being successful. Yeah, absolutely. And as I'm going up, like working my way to pro hockey, like it's all about the off season, the off ice yeah. training and everything. Cause like, once you put in the, put in the work like like you said like your game changes and you can notice like you're a step faster out there and like it's yeah, just exactly. going to be able to tell you're going to be able to stay up stay ahead of the play yeah and like once you see those differences in those games you know like that's what motivates you to keep wanting to do it right because you see this yeah. this change in your game right you're like oh shit like my my bad like you're you're, you're doing better you know like you're, you're getting better and you don't even realize it so yeah, exactly. So, like, throughout, like, your first two years of pro hockey, or, like, even even this year, like, are there any, like, stories that stand out where, like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I mean, uh, the uh, the FPHL was, uh, was a different, you know, it was different, different, different world. You know, we were living, like, I lived out of a hotel. Some guys were living in, like, old frat houses, you know, like, the only thing is, is that, like, they don't have a lot of money down there, right? So, you know, uh, like we were taking a coach bus 16 hours down to, to, to Georgia, down to Columbus, Georgia. And like, that was like, like the worst, like possible thing that you could ever go through, you know, like the seats are all like yeah. you're sleeping on the ground. Everything's dirty. Like, like, is that like stories like that? Or like you talk about like hockey stories. Stories, just stories like the like bus, like what, like, yeah, yeah. like what you had in the Fed and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. So, like, I mean, um, yeah, like that was one of the instances we drove 16 hours there and back on a coach bus. Like, you can't sleep. Like, you're on the ground. Like, the chairs are, you know, it's it's tough for you to to keep your body the way you need it to be when you're not sleeping right. You know, you're you're uncomfortable. I, mean, like, I woke up and like my back was like messed up for like two days, you know, cause I'm not used to that. Um, and then you go to like place like Knoxville and then you got like a sleeper bus, right? Like, you know, you're able to nap before your game when you want to nap, you know, there's a microwave on the bus. You can warm up your pregame meal, you know, like it just depends on where you're going, right? Like some teams have money and some don't. So like the teams that have money, obviously they're going to be better because they have things to set you up for that. Um, you know, even in this year, like, like I was on five different ECHL teams, you know, like I traveled through, I want to say 12 to 14 different States. Like, yeah. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I love, like, I love being alone. I just throw on a podcast. Like it's, it's chill, you know, like there's not much to it. The drive happens. Eventually you get to where you're supposed to get to, but yeah, man, this year was probably the craziest for me because uh, it was all about my, my control. You know, um, I was losing spots to contracted guys that are within like, you know, I started in Wheeling in Pittsburgh, right. And Pittsburgh sends two guys down and, you know, and then I, uh, then I signed with Cincinnati and, and then Cincinnati sends a guy down and then I go, they trade me to Kalamazoo. It's all a trick, and, trickle effect. Yeah. It's all a trickle effect. Right. And like, that's what I'm working towards, man. Like I just trying to find a contract somewhere that, that I won't be pushed around like that. Cause I'm at a point in my career, I'm 24 years old. It's like now or never, you know, like you got to make the push now if you want to make the, the big league. Yeah. So, um, that's why I'm trying to, to make that contract work with Abbotsford. So we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, like started in uh, Wheeling, Cincinnati, then up to Kalamazoo. Like these aren't long, these aren't like short drives, man. Like, you know, yeah. Wheeling to Cincinnati was probably the closest four hours. And then 
up to, to six hours to Kalamazoo and then 11 hours down to Kansas city. And then, you know, flew home for Christmas, fly back to Kansas city, drive another 11 hours to Atlanta. And, you know, it, it gets long, man. Like it's tough, you know, it's, it's tough on the mind. It, you know, you don't really know if you want to do it anymore because, you know, teams, they don't have interest in you. They just use you for whatever they need you to use you for. And then it, it's a business, right? So um, besides that, there hasn't really been too many stories. I mean, besides buses breaking down one night and us having to push it, like <laughs> that happened in the Fed the one night we were driving home and um, the, all of a sudden the bus got pushed. Or they, I don't know if the driver, he like ran out of gas or something. And there was a gas station about a kilometer or I'm sorry, a mile ahead. And uh, so we pushed the, the bus station to the gas station. And, you know, this is like, like 3 a.m. You know, we're doing this, right? Oh. Like we're all sleeping. And then a coach is like, hey, everybody off the bus. We got to start pushing. And I'm like, are you serious? Like what is happening right now? So like besides that, everything's running fairly smoothly. Um, you know, I my first call up to, to Adirondack. I, uh, I flew there, uh, out of the, the Knoxville airport and, um, I had a seat and everything. And, the I go to scan my ticket and she's like, okay, wait over here. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, uh, what's wrong. And then like, they're like, no, nothing. Like, we're just like putting your passport information in. I'm like, okay, great. So then they go, like, there's three of us standing off to the side and like, they're like okay like there's a seat open for this guy or whatever right and like this person that was waiting um i guess they're waiting for an extra seat or whatever so they put this kid on the flight and then i'm like excuse me like my i have a seat number like what's going on like why did you close the door and, he, and they're like uh oh like sorry like we i was like you told me to wait over here like what's going on so anyways they t they gave my seat away to this other person that was waiting wow because they didn't realize I don't know this girl didn't tell me to sit over here I was like it literally says on the ticket like 17 f or whatever right yeah so I missed like I, I missed practice so I was all like I missed getting there right so like and I didn't want it to look bad like on like that I missed a flight or something right but like they legit just like they screwed me they over right? you from the flight yeah they came me from the flight and then, I mean the good thing about it is that I got like a thousand dollar voucher uh plane voucher for American Airlines so you know, something good came out of it, you know, because I was able to use that after to fly home and and it was, so everything worked out, but I, I missed the first practice, you know, I just didn't want to seem like give off the wrong impression, but yeah. they understood, the coach understood and uh, everything, everything was well and yeah, everything went well. Yeah, you always, you always hear those stories and like, and you're like, how do you deal with that? But like, it's for the yeah. love of the game and like, you just, you want to go play the game you love and like, you'll do anything that you, anything for to play the game you love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like this season has been like one wild journey for you where you've, like you said, you play on five ECHL teams and then you get, you get the call up to the American League with the Abbotsford Canucks. Like what was, what was the, your time like in Abbotsford? Like. Honestly, man, it was the best experience I could have ever imagined. Um, you know, I went up there with open mind, just, uh, just, just like do whatever I can to try to impress, you know, you know, this is a, this is like a really, like, I didn't have any expectations. I didn't even know I, you know, I was coming. I was, I was gaming one day and I was, you know, I was just playing some COD and uh, my agent was just like, um, he's like, call me ASAP. 
And I'm like, oh, like, what's going on? Like, where am I going now? Kind of thing. Like, I got another coach team. And then he's like, hey, like, you know, I got a call from the, the Abbotsford goalie coach. We're looking to bring you in, maybe. He's like, I'm going to try to figure it out. Like, we'll, we're going to try to work on it. I'm like, okay, great. Call me back. 10 minutes later, he called me back and he goes, you want the good news or the bad news? And I was like, oh, well, give me the bad news first. Like, what's the bad news? He's like, bad news is like they, uh, they filled somebody in with the position or whatever. And I'm like, oh, like, of course. And he's like, you want the good news? Like the good news. He's like, I'm messing with you. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, he's like, yeah, you're going to go up there. They're going to call you up. You're going to get a call from the GM or whatever. And I was like, okay, great. Like, this is awesome. You know, like didn't really expect anything. Right. Like I had no idea. I was just happy that my name was like being bounced around up there. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, I haven't really got this kind of opportunity, you know, like you don't really like think about it until it actually happens. Like this is a league below the NHL, you know? So like, yeah. this is a big opportunity. Um, and yeah, so I went up to Abbotsford and like, man, like they got a coach for everything up there, you know, they got a goalie coach, like a video coach, a training coach, a strength coach, a, a skating coach, right? Like they have everything that you need and, they, and it's the AHL, right? So, you know, I learned more up there in a lot, like the two weeks that I was there than I did like the last two years, you know, because like you don't got, you don't have goalie coaches like, like in the SBHL and the most coast teams, they don't have goalie coaches, right? So you're not able to analyze your game, look over a video, look at the little things you're doing, you know, like, like, uh, I'm, I'm a bigger guy, you know, I, I like to model my game after Demko now, right? Like Thatcher Demko. Yeah. And, you know, I just, our games are so correlated together that it was so easy for me to pick up things that he was doing because he's a taller guy. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I was taking like, like the way I was playing, it was like, I was playing the whole game in the first period, you know, the way I was going down all the time or going in my reverse and like, the goalie coach up there just made it so much easier for me to like play like a lot lighter, you know, like, like I didn't know I had to be in three different kinds of stances when, when the puck's like entering the zone, like there's a high stance a medium stance and a full stance, you know, like I didn't know that it had to be like 12 to 24 inches outside the crease, like on an, on an even man rush versus odd man rush, you know, like, and, and it transitioned, right. Cause I got, uh, I didn't even know I was going to play that first game. Um, up there right i i like i bags they bag skated me in the morning you know i was on the ice for an hour and a half for morning skate like skating with the scratches and then all of a sudden the coach comes out he's like get him off get him off the ice like he might be playing tonight i'm like what do you mean i might be playing tonight you know like i'm just skating for an hour and a half like i was tired you know it's 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 a lot of work up there right because you have a workout in the morning you know and then you're on the ice and because you're not playing you stay on the ice so yeah, he pulls me in the office and I guess two goalies in Vancouver tested positive like the same day. So they lost two guys right away. Um, so they had one guy up there and then the guy that was with me. So then they didn't want him to get injured. So they're like, yeah, Joe, you're going to play tonight. Like, you know, it's just like any other game. Like we got your back, you know, don't be worried. You know, and I, and I was, I felt tired, you know, like I, cause like I was, I back skated in the morning and I, and I felt behind the play and, I mean, I mean, the, the guy stepped it up for me, right? And I only had 16 shots on net. And it was almost easier to play up there than it was in the coast, man, because everybody knows their role. Everybody knows what yeah. they're doing. Guys are making mistakes. They're pulling, the, they're pulling the, the puck in the right place that it needs to go, you know? So it, it felt easier. And then, you know, I got the, the second game that the next night. And that's when I finally, I was like, okay, like, this is like, I you know, I 
I was used to the pace of play. You know, I was seeing things a lot better. You know, I was taking what I took into practice into the game. And yeah, yeah man, it worked out great. And I got two wins out of it. And, you know, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty spectacular, pretty motivating and, you know, helping me to uh, forward my career even more. Yeah. So like, what's the feeling like you get that first AHL win? Like what's the feeling like after and like when you go to the, the, the locker room with the boys? Yeah. So like, you know, it's like any kind of like thing you see on Instagram or, or Facebook, you know, they're all silent, silent treatment. And all of a sudden, like, you know, they're spraying you with water. Um, I had a really good, uh, you know, it was my first win. Right. You know, and, you know, I had a, a very challenging year. So getting that first win, it kind of motivates you. It's like, okay, like you can do this. Like, like, don't think negatively. Like if you win in yeah. the AHL, you can win anywhere, you know? So um, that transition, you know, just having the guys having my, my back, you know, like just having the support, you know, you don't really know a lot of guys, guys are making a, a lot of money up there. Right. Like they, they don't care about some, some average guy on a PTO, yeah. but this team did, you know, they had a good team. They had people who cared. Right. So it makes, uh, it makes your game a lot easier year and a lot a lot better so yeah winning that game you know just makes you like okay you can do this you know motivates you and the next night like I was ready got a good sleep got a good pregame meal you know good stretching and and we won 4-2 the next night and we had a, a six on three for two minutes man in the oh. last uh, in the last two minutes of the game because they pulled their goalie they were down and they were down two and I've never been so tired in my life. Like, you know, you just, it's a six on three, like the tack tip tack toe and I'm sliding, I'm making these backdoor saves and, you know, they gave me second star that night and, you know, it's just like so motivating and it's just so rewarding to, to see that the work that you put in pay off. Yeah. You think, you think bag skates are bad and then you get put in a six on three situation. You're just going yeah, for two minutes, every, like every, two. Which, every which direction for two straight minutes. Yeah, and then you got guys in front of the net screening you. It's pretty crazy, man. Like, it's pretty wild. Yeah, exactly. So, like, how do you adapt uh, adapt and adjust to, like, the screens in, in the AHL? Because, like, it's probably – they're probably getting the way a lot better than yeah. else. Yeah, so, like, uh, honestly, man, it's just, like, me being in my high stance, which is just being relaxed, like, just perfectly just standing tall and looking over guys' shoulders, right? Like – guy changes the puck right you got to be on the other side of the shoulder right you yeah. got to be looking over shoulders you know like guys are good down low like there's no sense of you being like low and yeah and, and trying to fight the screens around when because I'm a pretty tall guy right so I like to, to look over top of guys which is a lot easier for me and it, it transitions in my game that's how I play right so yeah um yeah like just you know you got to be fit you got like your head you got to be fast you always got to be on a swivel you know you always got to try to read plays what's next what's what's this guy trying to do is there a guy back door like it's all like in your head while you're playing so yeah and like even my goalie coach now will be like if the puck's at the blue line and it's not like a high scoring chance like there's no reason you should be in a, like a low stance you should be like relaxed loose yeah, and like yeah. makes it makes your moves a lot easier and like a lot more efficient too. Yeah, yeah, that's what a lot of guys are teaching now is just being in a nice relaxed stance. I mean, especially when the puck's like moving, like if the puck's in the zone but it's moving up, like away from you, you should always be in a high stance. You know, you should never be locked because there's no threat. Yeah. There's no, there's nobody there, right? So, but yeah, man, like, but learning all these things in in, in Abbotsford transition to when I was back in Atlanta, right? Because I went from. Um, I went from being like the, a fourth goalie there or whatever. Right. Cause Ottawa had sent two guys down. Yeah. Um, 
to being the first guy there because one guy left for Germany, went played in Dell. One guy got called back up to Ottawa because Matt Murray got hurt. And then my other goalie partner got called up to Cleveland because they had two COVID issues, right? So I went from being like the fourth guy there to um, to being the, the guy, right? And and I started, I went 7-0 and uh, when I came back from Abbotsford. And you can just tell that what I've learned up there, I transitioned into in the back here, right? So um, it kicked off my my coast, right? The coach loved me, you know, when, when you got a goalie that's winning like that, right? And yeah. they, they like you. They like guys that are winning. So, you know, being in Abbotsford helped me so much to transition back into Atlanta and, you know, obviously, like, I'm a young guy, like, I'd like to say this is this is my third year, but it's really my second year, because I don't like to count the COVID year. But yeah. my goalie partner, he had a lot of experience. So they decided to go pl like play, we just rotated every game for the rest of the season, right. But like, when you rotate, you know, like you're taking nights off, and you're not feeling like, like, I, when I was seven and old man, I was playing every night, right. So yeah. like, I was feeling the puck, you're feeling better, you're, you're the starter, right? Like, you're, you're coming in preparing, like, you're getting like, you know, so. I felt like it was kind of difficult to just go back and forth every night, like night off, night on, night off. Like it was nice because you got a break, but you know, I like to play consistently because that's how when yeah. my game is the best. Yeah, for sure. And like, what, what was it like in Atlanta since you got that big opportunity there and like, you're just be, you're just playing there in Atlanta and like, it's a great organization too. And like has a lot of history behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it was great. Jeff Powell, the coach there, he's awesome. You know, um, he knows how to really connect a group and put guys together. Um, I mean, we had a lot of uh, issues with the rink um, and being having to practice at a practice rink and, you know, not letting us in when we needed to be in there. And so there's a lot of adversity, a lot of different things happening um, throughout there. But, you know, he knew how to we had a lot of veterans on the team that that helped and contribute to, to winning. Right. And, you know, um, we, we got swept in the first round. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but um, the rink had booked uh, Disney on ice because they didn't think that we were going to make the playoffs. So, because um, Atlanta didn't have really, really good team like a couple of years before that. Um, so they never had playoff hockey there. So the rink was like, yeah, we'll book Disney on ice because it brings in more money because the ownership of our team is different than the ownership of the rink, right? So they don't really have a say with, with what happens. So um we had to play the first four games in jacksonville and you know they had two young coaches uh, that are trying to make it up both ex ahl players that are trying to make a, a career in coaching and um they they just i think we might have got out coached or you know we just we like i said we went 0 for 20 on the power play that can't happen like you know we, we were losing one goal games like we were up one nothing with like seven minutes to go and we lost two one like you know, we had all the all the tools for us to win, but you know, being on the road and adversity and uh, the one game I played, um, uh, Elton John, Elton John, or somebody was playing at a concert in Jacksonville there, so like we didn't have a late checkout, so like all the guys were napping on the ground in the room before the game, and like this is like you know this is professional hockey, like you know I didn't have a great nap, I wasn't you know I wasn't mentally there, and we lost five four in OT, but you know, that's the stuff that you kind of like, you gotta, you gotta figure out, like, there's going to be adversity, there's going to be things that have happened. And it's just the way that you that you move forward with it. So, but a lot of the learning experience this year, um, they protected my rights. So um, I have to, well, I'd love to go back there and, you know, and, and start something new again. So, but other than that, man, yeah, like Atlanta is great. Coaching is great. Um, the guys are even better and uh, nothing but good things to say. Yeah, that, that's great. And like, especially like 
with a great organization like that, like you, you want to go back and you want to start like another, like another season yeah. where you're going to have a lot of success and hopefully take on another, another playoff run with the team. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's all about there. Like they want to bring, they want to bring back the the team that we had last year. And, you know, if we have that team, you know, it's going to be, we're going to be dangerous. So it'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah, exactly. So Joe, I have a few more questions for you before we wrap things up here. So like you faced a lot of obstacles along the way with getting to the AHL and then with like contracted goalie situations, like how do you go about and like stay patient throughout like everything with like contracted goalies? Like it's a trickle down effect. Like we like yeah. talked about earlier. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know, man, like you kind of just do it. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I could have went to school, you know, I could have did all these other things, you know, I have a really good job uh, being a goalie coach back home, but ultimately it's, uh, it's about the game. And if you don't keep pushing forward, then, um, then you shouldn't be playing because it's a, it's love, right? Like I love the game so yeah. much. Um, so that's what keeps me going. You know, I love being the savior and I know that opportunities will prevent itself or, or will, will occur um, if you're just patient and, yeah, the trickle down effect is, is unfortunate, you know, and, and I haven't been really set up to, for contracts and stuff like that. So it is hard, but honestly, like all you can do is, is, is believe in yourself. Like I, I believe in my play. I believe in what I can do for a team and how I can help teams. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to love the game to, to be able to do it. Yeah. You have to be motivated, you know, because, yeah, this is probably one of the toughest years. You know, like you said, I've been on five different ECHL teams. Like, you know, it's tough meeting five different groups of guys trying to bond, you know, trying to blend in, you know. And in some teams, it's easier to, to make friends with. And then some teams, it's not. You know, you got guys that have bigger egos and they, that they think they are better than, than some guys. And, yeah. you know, they don't they don't talk to you or, they, you know, they don't they don't try to make you fit in. So honestly, it, it depends on who you are and what, what you can bring to the table. And and if you don't like it's it's a job, like I said, it's a job. And if you're not there to perform, then it's you're out. So um basically yeah you just you gotta you gotta love the game to to be able to go through through those instances and um I didn't really know if I wanted to continue after this year but you know getting a call up to the AHL and and having somebody talk about me and believe in me you know it's it's a game changer yeah so would you say like the same reasons apply to like having like success and like working along the along the way along the journey is to get to that point it's just be patient have love for the game and then just like having like that like yeah that confidence factor that honestly just like, wanting, yeah, believing, wanting you yeah believing in yourself man I think believing in yourself and and putting the work in is ultimately going to be the best thing for for you or for anybody um like I said I've, I've gotten a lot of experiences I've played on I don't know maybe 20 different teams throughout my career and yeah yeah you learn on on the way but ultimately it's 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 how you want like if you're not happy man at the end of the day like you, you got to be happy you got to do what's yeah. right for you you know it's all a mental game um if it's not for you it's not for you right you know there's so many things in the world that people can do nowadays that whether it's like you know whether it's a trade or going to university or college right like you know yeah. there's so many things and and hockey isn't it it's not everything right like I like to think about that, like, uh, but the only way that I will be able to move forward is because I know one day I won't be able to play this anymore, you know? Yeah. So like, I'm young, you know, I, I might as well play this while, while I can try to do the best that I can. I see goalies developing later in their years all the time. You know, Tim Thomas was, was a guy that, 
that developed a lot later in his career. And, you know, you just, you give examples, try to find things that motivate you. You know, you're going to have bad days. You're going to be down. There's, there's going to be times where you don't want to play anymore, but you know, you just got to find that, that willpower and in the back of your mind to keep pushing and, and to try to make yourself succeed. So, yeah. Yeah. that That's awesome. So like, would that be like a big tip for anyone any younger yeah. goalies and anyone looking to get into get to yeah. that next level is just everything that you've been saying yeah everything that i've been saying man like uh, just like you know like look out for yourself at the end of the day if you're not happy doing what you want to do then you know there's going to be something else for you to do and yeah. and if you're happy loving hockey then you know what go for it anybody can do anything that they put their minds to man it's just about like putting in the work and and doing the things and I've struggled with that a lot you know mentally and you know not working out the most and you know maybe gaining some weight that I won't but as you get older you start to figure out that yeah like this in order for you to succeed you need to be in shape you know you need to go to the gym every morning like you need to do the things to, to in order for you to succeed and if you don't do that then like you know maybe it's not for you and that's okay you know things don't always have to be like the way that you want them to be they can be different you know so um yeah my advice to, to kids that are younger or, or, or that are coming up through juniors you know like you know everything every day is a new day right you know wake up with the mindset you know of, of wanting to do that one percent better every day if you can do that one percent better you'll notice changes in your game you know maybe you're thinking you're sitting at home uh doing nothing well maybe pick up some balls learn how to juggle you know even if it's hand eye like you, you can do little things that'll improve your game even when you don't even realize it so yeah, that's my yeah. advice. Yeah, those are those are some great tips and advice. And like I, anyone can use those what you just said and like and improve for the next season going into next into the following season just to exactly. just to get better and have uh get that one percent better every day. Exactly. You know it, man. Yeah. So my final question for you is uh if you had a superpower, what would it be? Like any superpower that you can, what oh, would you be? That's a good what one, would you have? man uh probably be able to fly i feel like flying would be would be pretty uh would be pretty cool um flying or invisibility i'd love to be invisible you know like just moving around but just just lurk around to... a little bit yeah, yeah yeah see what's going on i would have to say flying though for sure you know like uh iron man's one of my favorite uh favorite characters so if i had like a massive jet pack on the back of me or something that'd be pretty cool yeah, yeah that, how about you awesome. what's yours probably what, what would you do I would say probably fly. Like yeah. I, I'd probably like I'm. Planes aren't like my favorite, but like I'll go out yeah. because like I love going yeah. on vacations and all that. But like I, if yeah. I could fly myself, like why wouldn't you want to fly? Yeah, exactly, man. You know, faster you could get to places. You know, no traffic, no anything. Like, Nothing. I feel, I feel like everything's uh, everybody's got to be flying. Yeah, exactly. Where where would you go uh, if you for your first oh. first trip uh, by yourself? Where would you go? Um, if I could fly to Bora Bora, that would be pretty cool. But like, uh, other than that, I'd probably just fly down to Florida or something and maybe Mexico, but you know, who knows all the border restrictions and stuff. You might get like a shot down or something, man. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd go Florida or California. Any, yeah, anywhere Cali warm, honestly. Yeah. Cali would be pretty dude. I went, uh, I met the team in California and LA when I was meeting Abbotsford and it's so nice out there, man. Like, I just got back. Well, I went to Bali, like Thailand, Bali, and I learned how to surf out there. So that would be pretty cool to, to go out to Cali and, and surf those waves. Joe's going to be surfing in California one day. Oh, oh yeah. Man. You know it, brother. You know it, man. 
Yeah, but uh, Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time, and I look forward to following your career the rest of the way. Yeah, nice to meet you, Jack. It's been a pleasure, man, and uh, all the best to to you and, and your family, all right? Yeah, absolutely. You too. Okay, take care, man. You too. See you.